Welcome. You're excited to launch the Yerucha project with the hope and the tefillah that we should be able to effectively get a working knowledge, a working background of very many, many various parts of, of business halacha, topic by topic. As this introductory topic we will be discussing today, the halachas of Dina the Malchus Adina. Um, after Sukkot, we're going to be uh, concentrating on more specific topics that are relevant to various spe- uh, specific topics of, of business halacha. Dina and Minig, which is going to be the, the first four weeks of the of the curriculum, really is a topic. Are topics that really encompass all of business halacha. Every single topic that we're going to be addressing is uh, really has to be, always be taken back to know what the Dina is of this specific issue. What's the Minig? What what is the custom? What is a custom? Where does Dina Machusadina apply? Where doesn't it apply? So, you know, it's a very important uh, introduction to really be able to, you know, there's always going to be the halacha, there's always going to be the shulchan aruch. What's the, what does the Torah say about it? But there's always the concept of minig mevatal halacha, which we'll learn about that if something's uh, is customary, or Dina Machusadina, the law of the land, has effects in, in various cases and, and doesn't have any effect in other cases. So, therefore, you know, it's very important to discuss these very issues as a hakdoma. Uh, the Chazunish in uh, Ben Abrak was once approached many years ago by a family with the following question. The family came, and at that time, it was the time of the uh, devaluation of the lira, and the, the value of uh, of currency was really being devaluated at an extremely rapid pace, and the uh, landlords, and you know, the landlords very often wanted to keep up with the pace of inflation and raise the rent. And there was a Balmashvach of Yerushalayim, who his uh, his landlord approached him and said that uh, you know he's got to raise the rent significantly because. Or else he's really getting pennies of, of you know the real value. And the tenant had a question. He didn't want to. He didn't want. He couldn't afford the higher rent. He had a, a large family. He had nothing really to do. He had nowhere to go. And the uh, he there was a law in that time in, in Eretz Yisrael. The law of the land was that the, the tenant had had really the rights to stay. You couldn't evict the tenant because you couldn't raise the rent on a tenant. There was a certain amount. A certain percent that one was allowed to raise the rent, and the tenant came to to, to the chazanish to ask him what to do. So the chazanish explained, which we'll, we'll see the basis, the background of, of this. But the chazanish's shita was a very famous shita that there, there was no concept of dina the dina with regards to uh, tenancy laws, and he advised this person that if he couldn't afford the rent. He should really, uh, you know, pack up his bags and move out. It was he, he explained to them that it's prohibited to to live in somebody's house that they don't allow you to, and if you don't have a contract, your contract is over. And now he wants to raise the rent. He, even though there, there's in in the law, the Israeli law at the time, 
was that you couldn't throw out a tenant for you couldn't raise the rent in this in this manner. But he ruled that there was no concept of dina machus adina. The story goes that uh, the story was said over by Yitzchak Zilberstein that um, the the family went back to Yerushalayim, and the Chazanish got word that the entire family packed up their bags. And they were sleeping outside in, in, the, in the street of Meisharim, homeless, because Chazanish said it's prohibited to, to live in somebody else's house without permission if they don't allow. And they packed up and left. And the, the story is told that the Chazanish went down to Yerushalayim. And the Chazanish saw this family, wanted to see it but in, in, with his own eyes. He was like so impressed that they, that they, they were living in the street. Rabbi Yitzhak Zilberstein relates that he, uh, he gave a bracha to the, to the family, that every single one of the children in this chus, that there was so makbed on gezel, so makbed on living in, in a home, in an apartment without permission, each one of the, uh, that he gave a bracha, that each one of these, these family members should be zoiche to, to get married with, uh, with an apartment with a roof over their head. And Rabbi Yitzchak relates that he followed, he took notes and he followed up every single one indeed, was uh, was well well placed after the marriage, and uh, you know this chos. So that's one one story. Uh, a rabbi of mine, uh, one of the greatest dayanim in Eretz Yisrael today, Rav Mendel Shafran Shlita, lives in Bnei Brak. Um, he related to me how one day he received a visit from. A visit of like five executives, very high-profile executives. They called him up. They made an appointment. We come down. We have a halachic issue to discuss. Who, where, who, what are your names? What are you, where are you from? He said we're from the Dan Bus Company. So they made up a time to meet, and the uh, these five executives came in. Uh, came to Rabbi Shafran's little little two-bedroom house in Rehov Ravina on in Bnei Brak, and. They uh, they came in with a with a Hasidic looking yid, and they explained to Rambam Shafran. They said that we're from the Dan Bus Company, and unfortunately, it happens Leilenu that this bus driver was uh, this uh, the, the bus one of our bus drivers unfortunately hit a a pedestrian, which is a relative of this of this young fellow, this young man. And they're suing us. They'd like to sue us for, you know, it was, uh, it was the, the person ended up uh, passing away. It was a terrible accident. And they want to sue us for, for, for damages, uh, millions of dollars. So we, you know, we decided we want to come to, to your courtroom to adjudicate. So Rebendel Shafran really uh, understood right away that uh, the halacha is very, very different than what happens in the streets. What happens in, in civil law when a person kills somebody? There's a tremendous punitive damages or regular damages that can be collected. In halacha, there's a concept of ein domin ben chayrin of kam lebe derabene. Various halacha concepts that don't that uh, don't allow one to to sue for damages when when uh, when somebody kills kills another, and they realize that that was the reason why all of a sudden after all these years, the Dan bus company decided to adjudicate their dintayra. In the courthouse, in the courtroom of Rebendel Shafran, so Rebendel Shafran told them that um, you know if we prepare a document stating that from now on all your all of your uh, you know your halachic legal issues should be adjudicated in my courtroom, then I'll uh, I'll adjudicate this one as well. 
But otherwise, you can go the regular route. And he, uh, uh, Shafran, confided in me, and he said that really, even if they would have actually adjudicated in Rav Menel Shafran's courtroom, he would have obligated them to the halacha, according to him, the he would have obligated them to to pay the the amount, the the, the damages that that are you know civil in civil law that are, that are warranted in civil law as well. And he explained that even though you know, the Chazanish, like we said, there's a very big question which we discussed in the Mara Kaimais, if Dina Malchus Dina has has uh, implications in Eretz Yisrael and in the United States, which we'll discuss a little bit. But says Mendel Shafran that when a person drives on the road, besides the halacha of Dina Malchus Dina, there are very significant. Halachas uh, which may obligate somebody to to really uh, to really pay what's what's warranted according to the law of the land, and we always have to remember there's really three concepts which we we've seen in the Marmakaimus Mitzvah. We'll see next week as well. Um, there's three things to that, that we have to take into consideration. First, the first question is: Is there a concept of Dina the Malchus Dina? The law of the land is binding in halacha as well. Which we, we've seen that the Zmachloikis, the Ran, and the Rashbam, and others showing him exactly what the reason is for it, how it works. Is it the Raisa, the Rabbana? We'll discuss all of these concepts, but the, 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 the main uh, idea is that, that the law of the land has ramifications, has implications in Allah as well. But even in cases or in regions or in, in governments or different situations where Dina Machusadina. Is not dina. We, we we don't we 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 don't. The law of the land is not binding in halacha. In many cases, there's what's the the concept of minute, and in other words, if there's a custom, then that would also, like we said, the the, the custom minute will be mavata halacha. A lot of times, the custom is koyveya, what the halacha should be, and more specifically, we'll see at the end of the of uh, next week's maramakayvus uh, the. The aside from the Igris Moshe, from Moshe Feinstein's Atzal, that meant that whenever there's a there's an agreement between two parties, that agreement many times could be uh, could be predicated on the the law of the land. It means if if there's a, if the law of the land creates a minig, or if it's clear that everybody everybody uh, everybody is noyeh. Like the, like this minig, and then when a, when I make an agreement with you, so our agreement is subject to the the, the laws of the land, even in a case where dina machus may not apply. And this was Rambam Shafran's um, this was Rambam Shafran's basis for his for his uh, for his psak that when a person goes when a person drives on the road, he's accepting upon himself the laws of the road. Uh, the road is a chotzer ashutfim. The road is is public property. Everybody, every every person who lives, who pays taxes, who lives in that in that region, everybody has the uh, the has a little bit of ownership in the in 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 the public property. And therefore, when I'm go when I'm driving, you're, the only way we give rishos, we give permission for you to go ahead and 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 operate a, a vehicle on the roads is if you accept upon yourself. The, the laws of the land. So if you, if the laws of the land is that if somebody somebody kills somebody else, there's a lawsuit and then there's there's monetary damages. 
Um, this this comes up in, in many uh, many areas, in many in many different uh, dealing terror with regards to to uh, car accidents. Uh, many times, when a person hits a vehicle and the vehicle goes down in value, there's certain leniencies that we have in Hilchas Nizikin that a person doesn't have to pay the replacement value of a car necessarily. If uh, it, you know, if, if it costs uh, a very small amount to fix it. And but uh, but you know to to do it properly and to to get a replacement would cost much more. You, you don't you don't in Helkes Ezekiel you don't have to pay the the amount of of a new a brand new vehicle or a brand new piece or brand new light or whatever it is that's broken. You have to just you have to pay the difference in value of what it was worth before and what it was before the accident and what it was worth after. And uh, you know the insurance, for example, will, will rent you a car, which is definitely not a chiyuv. In Hilchas Nizikin to rent to, for, to give you a car in the meantime, so but what it says when I'm going in the when I'm driving in the road and um, interacting on public property, I'm accepting upon myself the obligation to really pay and to, to pay according to the law of the land, according to the Dina the Machlusa Dina, even in a case like it's Israel, according to the Chazinish, or wherever Dina Machlusa Dina may not apply, but the mere my mere uh, acceptance of, of uh, you know of driving on the road is an acceptance of all the halachas, all the laws that that are relevant. So we always have to keep in mind these three concepts: dina machusadina. There's the the concept of minig. That means if it's a general custom, which a minig needs to has certain halachas, which we'll learn learn about in Mitzvah Shem in the next in the, in the future weeks. Exactly what is kriveya minig? How how a minig is how vast and how broad and how accepted does a minig have to be? And then there's the third concept of Aldas Kain. When we go into contract, like Ramesh Chuva, when we when we agree to to do a schirus to if when a land when a tenant agrees to, to rent, they're agreeing based on many times much of the, the legal halachas which which are which are applied. This is Nagar to the zoning laws when 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 a community Comes together and builds and becomes shutfim in, in the in the public property. Even though in halacha there's halacha that you're 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 allowed to build up to four amois and there's, there's you know, many many different halachas when it comes to zoning laws. But when we become partners in a in a pro, in a in a settlement in a community in a city, so we're doing that aldas that we're going to go according to the laws of the land according to the zoning laws which are kaveya. Even in a case where dina machusadina does not apply, so just you know, just to, to to concentrate a little bit on the very clear halacha l'maisa, when we want to know what's the what's the uh, when we when we want to know exactly, you know, what what's the most negative question that we might have with regards to dina machusadina? Does dina machusadina apply in the United States, in the United States of America? Does it apply in Eretz Yisrael? And of course, even if it doesn't apply, we'll see in a minute, and we'll see we'll see. Like we mentioned, there's other halachas of minig and aldas kinishtat fuyachad that we have to take into consideration. But the first question, first and foremost, is: Is there the halacha of dina in in democratic um, regions in the United States? So we saw in the Marmakaymes the machlekes between the Ran and the Rashbam. What is the reason? What's pshat? Why is there this halacha of dina machusadina? Where does it come from? We saw this machlekes. The the Dvar of Ram has an arichas. I'm not sure if we were all able to go through the the the, the Dvar of Ram's um, extensive tshuva, extensive uh, work. But he, but the Dvar of Ram really 
um, discusses, is Dina Mechus a Dina Da'iraisa, or is it the Rabbanon? Where does it come from? So we saw that the Ran, the Ran explains that it comes from the fact that the king owns the land. And when the king owns the land, he has the rights to dictate what he wants in return for, your, for the use of his land. And that's a Din Da'iraisa. When it, if it's a, a, a you know a case where it's where it's a where it's a king who really owns the land, l'chayr there's most places were of the opinion that you must listen to whatever the king says or at least what's what's like we said like we saw anything that's l'toyvetsamelach he must listen to because he owns the land he's allowing you to live there and he, he's giving you the, the terms and the conditions of of how he allows you to live. In the land, is it, the, it you know do you, you pay taxes? Any you have to be noyig in a certain manner, and you you have to deal in a certain manner. So anything that's the toiba, the toiba of the king, um, that gives you a right to to live in the land. There's one question, which is you know which needs a little bit of hesber. We we saw in the Maramakaimis that there's a difference between a muchas sheyesh like kitzvah and a muchas sheyin like kitzvah. There's a, there's a difference if the Muchitz has, has a very uh, clear uh, system how he collects taxes, or if it's more random, he likes this guy, he gives him a better deal, he just goes down the block. You know, so the, and the question is, you know, if it's really because of the king, that the king owns the land and, and it's his terms, why is Kitzvah so, why, how does Kitzvah have so much relevance? You know, according to the Rajbam, we saw in the Marmar Kavis, the Rajbam says a different Svar, why Dina Machus Adina? Why is Dina Mechus Din? Why is it binding? Because, because the, the Kehila, the subjects of the king, all agree and they, 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 uh, they're they living there and they accept upon themselves the Melucha, they accept upon themselves the, the jurisdiction of the king. So according to the Rajah, it's more understandable they, that we understand that they wouldn't accept upon themselves, you know, if there's, if there's laws that don't make sense, if the law, there are laws that are random. So one of the big nafkaminas, one of the big questions between the differences between the Ran and the Rajbam is in what region, where would there be the concept of Dina Machusadino? The Ran explains that since it's uh, it's uh, based on the fact that the king owns the land, so it would not take place. It would not Dina Machusadino would not be relevant in Eretz Yisrael, where there's no Melech. The Melech, even if there is a Melech, the Melech doesn't own the land. Klal Yisrael owns the land. It, it was Klal Yisrael of Yerusha, and there would, therefore there would not be a uh, this concept of Dina Machus Adina in Eretz Yisrael. According to the Rashbam, any society that accepts upon themselves the jurisdiction of of the Melech would be subject to um, it would be subject to this halacha. So, according to the Ransom, some of the Rishonim ask that. Um, you know, if it's because I'm living here and it's because it's it's sort of like rent to the king, or because I'm allowed to live here, I have to I have to you know I have to agree and I have to follow everything that the king says. So it would only be somebody who lived in the land. If you don't live there, then you don't have to you know if you're passing through, then Dina Machusadin would not be did. Depends on where you lived. If Shlomo Zalman brings this down, if Shlomo Zalman's a Suggests that even if a person does business there, according to the Ran, it would be that would be the case. And there's, um, and, you know, this 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 would be also limited to 
you know, what the various regions are, if, if I have to live here, or if I, you know, many, in, in Russia, for example, or in, you know, the communist countries, you weren't even allowed to leave, so how can you force somebody to live in a, in a land and not allow, and, and charge them rent, that, you know, that, you know, arguably, there would not be, there wouldn't be Dima Chusadina in these types of countries. So, you know, so, so that's, the, you know, that's a question, and, and there are many different questions with regards to, you know, the ownership of the land. Does does the land belong to the king, and does the land belong to the government in the United States? You know, some say the Loharis Nasson, for example, brings down that if uh, if if a person, if the government could throw you in jail, so that's as if that's that similar uh, manner that he it's as if he he, uh, he owns the land. And even if the government won't own the personal property, but if the you know if the public property, the public roads, are owned by the government, then that would also require a person to adhere to Dilma Chusadina in this case, in these cases. So, <coughs> so just to, in summary. Be'ezus uh, Hashem, next week we'll discuss what to do in a suffix. The, the, uh, as we saw in the Ramakimis, there are many different questions that are brought up with regards to Dilma Chusadina. And, it, and what's very relevant to, to know is how does one uh, act when, when it's not clear? You know, we, we saw questions of what's called kitzvah and what's not kitzvah. We saw questions of what's called a government that a that, uh, person that it is a, a malchus, and what is, what is, a, is it only a kingdom, is it only Hanas HaMelech, what happens when there's Dilma Chuzadina that really negates the halacha, uh, that goes against the Torah, do we say, do we say Dilma Chuzadina? So, you know, we'll discuss exactly, practically, how, how to fearzach, how and how, how to paskin in, in, in these cases, whenever there's a question, but, um, on the derech klal, we just have to just to take away that there are really two levels which you have to understand. There are two levels of dimah chusadina. There's the level of a real, uh, authentic derisa. Let's say we'll say dimah chusadina, where there's a king who a kingdom that owns owns the property, and and then there's uh, other regions which are questionable or you know which are not would not qualify dimah chusadina according to the Ran, would only qualify dimah chusadina according to others, and and uh, you know the the Basic consensus of of the paiskim is when you have a dinah chusadina, which is not, which is not 100 percent binding because of ownership. It's just uh, you know the, the, it's as if the the tuve year got together, the community got together and made made rules and made laws. So that's a, a lower level, which the main you know may, the main nafkaminan will come up. It's when it's a suffix, when there's questions, which we'll, we we talked about many different questions around dinah chusadina. And you know, we're going to discuss Mr. Hashem how to how, what, what the halacha is and how to fears when it comes to a, a suffix, a questionable dilma al